Live, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Break the Rules live stream. I am your humble host, Lev Polyakov at LevPo on Twitter. And we are back with the gang. We are back with Curtis Yarvin, Vladislav Davidson of the Atlanta Council. And we are here to keep going with the discussion about Russia versus Ukraine, specifically about whether we should be in the mode of Atlanticism versus isolationism when it comes to how much the United States should help Ukraine. But first, I want to start this off with uh, talking about the recent offensive that's been going on. Some people have been saying like it's not really going that well. Before we dive into the whole NATO thing, I want to get your guys' perspective on what's happening on the ground right now. And Vlad, you're going to be in Ukraine pretty soon. You're going to be in Kiev, so you'll have a better uh, point of view of what's going on. But uh, let us know. Let's start with you, Vlad. And also, don't forget, guys, make sure to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. So, Vlad, take it away. Thank you, Lev. I am uh, glad to be back here with the honorable and gentlemanly Curtis, not a goldy, moldy bug uh, insect of any kind. Um, a gentleman I respect Thank and you, would like to, to drink it with in, uh, in, um, in life. I am uh, coming to you live from an airport hotel in the great Polish capital of Warsaw. I'm actually on my way to Ukraine. There's no way to get into Ukraine by, by plane now for a very obvious reason. And uh, you, one has to go through Poland. So every, everyone who comes to Ukraine now has to take two days on the road and one night somewhere. It's just impossible to get a, to any major Ukrainian city without a, um, a day somewhere uh, on the road or a night in a hotel. So I'm, I'm just in a, um, you know, in a, a mid-tier airport business hotel, completely nondescript uh, uh, Zizek, uh, although I, I don't allow my, my students to use the word Zizek in my classes. Mm, uh, Zizek would, uh, Zizek are okay. Zizek would say this is the real, as, as it is completely fake, right? And so uh, I'm, I'm going to be back uh, in Kiev and I will uh, know more about the counteroffensive, but I will, I will give the, the kind of the, um, I'll, I'll give the party line. The counteroffensive is going okay. It's not going mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the Americans and the Europeans and the Brits trained the Ukrainians as, as much as they could in, in four to eight, 12 week stints to do modern, NATO-style combined armed offenses, except the training wasn't enough, and they don't actually have the 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 air air force part of the combined armed offensive. So how can you actually have a NATO-style attack with combined arms when you're not giving the Ukrainians an air force? So obviously, without the air force component, which makes the doctrinaire NATO assault what it is, the Ukrainians are not doing as well as a NATO army with Air Force would be doing in the situation. Obviously, well, the, the, they, yes. the Ukrainians still have planes, right? The problem is that they can't establish air control because the Russian uh, surface-to-air and even air-to-air -air missiles are too good. And so basically yep, every Air Force has to basically stay well behind the zero line that's or right. the SAMs would take them out. And Correct, I don't yeah. really know that the West really has any technology that would be capable of neutralizing Russian air defenses to that extent, even if they gave them F-35s and F-22s and all that stuff that is, you know, they're only even talking about F-16s. Yeah, well, let me let me add to that. That's not, that's, by, by not wrong, I was about to say it's right. 
Um, but uh, can you still see me? Yes. 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 Your okay. your so, uh, your your internet. Uh, you you don't uh, they, you can't upgrade the internet in the hotel because you're freezing a lot. But other than that, I think we hear your voice just fine. So you'll, you'll uh, just okay. bear in mind that you're freezing in various odd postures and giving us bizarre stills. Uh, yeah, it's exactly right. Right. Okay. That's, that's the right all right. Idea. Well, all right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a sculpture. Yeah. I'm a work of yeah. art. Uh, so it, it's interesting. That even the Ukrainians or the Russians can operate their air forces in in, in each other's uh, zones, air zones. So the the Ukrainians control their airspace, and the Russians cannot take their planes into. Ukrainian airspace, and there's this little thin strip right over Dnipro where they, they can kind of fly at each other. And there have been dogfights, but the Ukrainians always lose their dogfights because nine times out of ten on a head to head uh, dogfight between a Russian and a Ukrainian plane, the Ukrainian will go down simply because the Russians have uh, a generation more advanced airplanes, like 25 years more advanced. And so the, the, the radar on the, on the Ukrainian planes is one third of what you would get on a modern Russian uh, SU um, like 35 or whatever. And so also the rockets on the side of a Ukrainian fighter, they have to be aimed with the laser pointer and the, the Ukrainian pilot has to keep lasering that pointer, pointing that laser on the target and then they can't just go away. Whereas the Russian plane can lock on shoot the rocket and just bank away and the rocket will guide itself. So uh, in any given situation, the, 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 the Russian fighter jets will win a dogfight, which is why the Ukrainians don't attempt dogfights anymore. I read the statistics that Ukrainians lost 62 planes, they admit, maybe it's more, but they say they lost 62 planes last year. They've lost seven this year, which means they've, they've gotten more smart about using them. And they don't send them straight on to uh, 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 to fight the Russians. On the, on the other hand, like the Ukrainians have a couple of hundred planes, where the Russians have eighteen thousand or something. And even if a third of them are mothballed and don't work, and because of corruption, have been cannibalized for other planes, the uh, uh, the Ukrainians have not. Uh, even though they've they've knocked down a couple of dozen, or maybe even up to a hundred Russian planes, in the grand scheme of things, in, in total, in terms of the attrition numbers. Uh, you can knock out 67 Ukrainian planes, and that's like 20% of Ukrainian planes. And you can knock out 67 Russian planes, and that's one third of a percent of the Russian air fleet. So, like the, the Ukrainians can't compete. In, do you in that feel domain. like do you feel like the Russians are using their full military power in this war? And if not, why not? That's a great question. They have they've mobilized 95% of of their ground force capacity. They've definitely used up their tanks, and they've definitely used up at the very beginning, thrown away their most elite VDV uh, and Marine battalions. They're definitely, uh, like the, the, the Ukrainians have about having defeated the professional Russian army, now they're going to destroy the, the amateur uh, Russian mm -hmm. army. They're definitely using like 90 to 95% of their ground capacity for, for troops. They've also thrown in all their artillery and uh, so many tanks, especially the, the later model tanks have been blown up. So they keep taking the older and older T-55s and 62s out of mothballs and warehouses deep inside of Russia. They've not used their Air Force capacity at all. They've not used, obviously, chemical weapons, and they, uh, thank God they have not used nukes. They've not used their capacity to carpet bomb Ukrainian cities. That is an escalation they could go into. 
I'm not saying they should, obviously. That's a prescriptive rather prescriptive comment. <laughs> a descriptive rather prescriptive. I don't want them to do that, clearly. My my family and friends live there. Uh, so yes, they, they, they don't want to lose this war and they do want to win. And it, it is an artillery army backed by tanks and uh, and, and like Zhukov style Pian Zerg rushes of uh, of infantry, which they they're happy to throw away because they don't care about human life. Uh, but they, it's true that they've not used the, the full brunt of their uh, of their technology. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, there's it's also a comment. Like uh, like oh, sorry, I want to say this quick comment from a friend of the show, Jerry Mack, the Ukrainian lore master. Here, he says Vlad is kind of not on point here. The problem is not with training, but with fortifications and landmines Russia has yes. built in the last ten yeah. months. And then he yes. says, with a fleet of F-16s, eliminating that would be a matter of two weeks of shock and awe. Uh, so curious what you guys uh, think of that. Uh, I'm somewhat skeptical of that. He's skeptical. Um, I'm less skeptical. But, uh, you know, I, I'm somewhat skeptical of that. I feel like if, you know, first of all, you know, if the reason why the ukrainian military hasn't been given f-16s i think it sort of comes down to a process of elimination in a way i i feel like the people who would have made that call would have made it much more quickly because i don't feel like anyone still is realistically thinking oh if we give them f-16s you know the russians will nuke paris or something like that that's really not particularly on the table in terms of like relying on Russian restraint in some sense. And so I feel like people are making that choice because they'd sort of rather kind of keep that in reserve in a sense. There's also a problem that I've read about, which is that the Soviet, you know, one of the things Ukrainians do is they don't operate their planes from air bases, which are easily hit. They use basically like little roads and stuff and kind of keep moving their planes around and so forth. And Correct. the Western planes are basically made to operate from really, really well-groomed airfields. They have a tendency to like suck up shit into their engines. And so I think a lot of the skepticism, and I think this applies to the Abrams tanks as well, is just the worry that, okay, we're going to give them these weapons systems and they're not going to really work, you know, in these sort of very Soviet conditions. And then what? And sort of holding that sort of over as kind of a thing that the Pentagon could do but isn't doing feels more sort of sort of correct. I also, uh, my other question for Vlad is, yeah. is whether having moved Wagner to Belarus, they expect a Wagner attack from the north. Furthermore, the people who seem to be making progress in their, I guess we could call it a counter-counter-offensive, are the Russians around Kupyansk. And I wonder what you think is going to happen there. Okay, Kupyansk is in play. Um, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think Kupyansk is that important, but the, but like the Russians are... You know, the, the Russians are doing less well around Bakhmut. They're doing less well uh, around Zaporizhia. They're doing better around Kupiansk. These are these are like regional theaters, right? I mean, uh, 
In the grand well, scheme of things, yeah, go ahead. The Sorry. grand scheme of things is just attriting, uh, to use a word that I'm not really sure attrit is a word. I'm, I know it's, attrition is a word, but I'm not sure attrit is a word. Attrit will make attrit a word. Okay. Yeah, I believe the Pentagon has already made attrit a word. Yeah, and, right. and, and the um, they've 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 worded it, uh, they've verbed it, and and you yeah. know what I see is or what I sense, not being super close to things, I have to have like an intuitive sense. What I sense is that you know, first of all, the idea of we're going to basically take these, you know basically just kind of random very non-hardcore ukrainian citizens i don't know you know were the western trained brigades mainly draftees or mainly volunteers but they i mean they were all green they were all like non-soldiers essentially that were all they're all green they're all green right you know and some of them were well i mean some of them were to answer your question some of them were uh veterans but the 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 ukrainians have lost a lot of the guys who actually had a lot of uh combat experience that's right that's right they've lost a lot of those guys probably as much as 60 70 percent i mean no one's going to give you numbers because no one has them but my sense my sense my intuition like yours is that 60 70 percent of the hardcore guys who have six seven eight years experience and so you're starting to rely on on just like softer and softer forces drafties uh, yeah drafties and you know the russians have this problem to some extent you know the russians also you know the russian but the, I, I also think when the Russians mobilize people, frankly, they're mobilizing a lot of people from who are kind of just harder people from like areas of Russia, you know, the severe that are just more third worldy. And so these guys are able to endure, even if they're draftees, they're able to endure a little more than some like computer programmer from Kiev, right? You know, and uh, the, the, dude, the computer programmers who are going to volunteer all volunteer ago the guys they're uh they're conscripting now are like farmer kids and ran- random men i mean like the the, yeah. the, the com- yeah. like the patriotic computer programmers who are gonna go volunteered and those guys are actually high quality soldiers the the guys who are getting drafted now are taken off the streets or just conscripted yeah. now yeah. are yeah. everybody yeah. random but i mean you you yeah. the ukrainian you know the ukrainian regime i don't want to say you know the ukraine because when lev said uh you know, help the Ukraine. I, you know, <laughs> objectively, what NATO has done to the Ukraine over the last two years is, you know, it's decimated the Ukraine. You know, oh, I mean, okay. with friends, with friends like this, you know, right? But would it but be better the, if the Russians, if the Russians just took over the entire country? And, of course, and of ma- course, you'd have five hundred thousand people alive who are now are dead. All right, now, now we got to have a different, into this. Um, different okay. bunch of like tracksuited corrupt. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, guys, guys, guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. now I want to treat this a little bit more orderly here so i have a couple of things that i wrote down so as far as russian victory goes let's all break it down so would russian victory embolden our enemies so especially like china uh towards which i believe putin is a vassal uh, state by this point do you agree Uh, or disagree yes and curtis Uh, says no or disagree uh you know as far as i'm concerned you know the regime in russia is not my enemy i think it's an enemy of the atlantic council and the um you know the i I wouldn't necessarily i I think one needs to be wary of of these regimes in terms of saying the enemy of my enemy is my friend i don't sense any particular friendliness from you know Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin. At the same time, I'm putting you know I'm I'm 
running this podcast on devices that were made in Xi Jinping's China, and I put Vladimir Putin's gas in my car, uh, yes. maybe by way of India or something. And so, you know, what has the Atlantic Council ever done for me? I don't know. Like, you know, they, yep. um, I send them large amounts of money and they kill large numbers of Ukrainians. I, I you know, I don't really know. Okay, okay, the, all right. Yeah. First of all, you have a friend in the Atlantic Council. Yes, of course, of course. You have a friend. One, have a friend. one among many. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, and, and the thing is, it's not really, you know, and, and this is one thing yes. when, I, when, I, when I talk to like ordinary, you know, regular shit to your flyover state Americans about this regime. I'm basically like, you know, these people, you know, the people are fine. It's just the sort of the structural bonds that hold them together. It's like this, the spider web and not the spider. The, all the spiders in the spider web are fine. It's the problem is the web. And so it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm sure I could go have a beer with Vlad and 17 of his We'd, we'd have a great time and like personally actually you some, know i find it i find it easier better than uh, okay first of all yeah, I'm, of a, I'm first of all i'm a immigrant to this country and i'm a weirdo adventurer uh literary flaneur i'm the only one of my type in the washington that's DC true that's true that's true but even even the uh, regular opera checks you know i have a perfectly right. fine time mm -hmm. with you know i had i was yes. at a wedding in san diego recently and right. i had a couple of different conversations there which i like to describe without revealing anyone's privacy because it may prove illuminating i had one you know the the groom was from a military family and so i talked to a friend of his father's who was like a you know retired naval officer and i was like you know sir i guess i didn't say sir but he looked like i wanted to say sir to him and i was like are you uh you know a republican and he's like well i used to be but you know that was before you know the insurrection and, you know, after that, you know, I had to support yeah. American values. So I became an independent. Yeah. I'm like, you poor sap, right? You know, and then, <laughs> uh, you know, but, I talked to... Poor, a, but poor saps like that, that have babies, that go to church, that pay taxes. I, I know, you're, 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 they're your cattle. They're your yeah. cattle. No, you know? I want to like, make sure, like, though, that we don't get Islamic into the... word for, like, tax cattle. But then, but then, but then, I, you know, I talked to one of the groomsmen right. who is a um, a political commentator for NBC, person okay. Jew, Jewish, Jewish person, you know, Hebraic extraction, whatever. And maybe it's the shared heritage or whatever. But, you know, I talked to this guy for like an hour and I didn't know if he knew me from Adam. You know, it's a little weird when you're just like asking, like in a serious sense, you're like, do you do you? you know who i am you know right and but he did although you know who he the fuck admit, i am you know exactly exactly it's like you know but but i'm not like saying it, it's not even a rhetorical question i just want to know right yeah. you know and and like it's just a matter of the context there right yeah but and now we're, we're looking the, at the anatomy of these case, people like we're looking at the case, anatomy in any but, case you yeah. know i talked to I, I can talk to a guy like this for an hour and it's perfectly pleasant and we you know well, we maybe disagree about the ought, about what ought to be done in various ways, but in terms of the way the world is and the way the world works and like what is actually going on, we, we agree perfectly. We live in the same reality, whereas this poor like naval sap is just living in some like deranged cartoon of like 18th century, like 
you know, America, which actually not are we no longer 18th century America. What he thinks was 18th century America actually bears no resemblance to the real 18th century America. Like this man is living in a fantasy, you know, whereas, whereas it's good. That's neat. This NBC Jew is completely yeah. living in reality. Right. You know, right. and so and so it's actually it's easier for me to speak to the journalist who is nominally my enemy then you know or certainly you know part of part of my not my enemy you know yeah, well, Vla of, Vlad's uh, not your enemy regime part of a regime which uh, I would love to see scrambled into dust and, and the people but the people who would be needed to like you know to scatter it into dust are people like Mr. Navy guy, the Navy guy who yeah. is living entirely and completely in a fantasy and right. Somehow, you know, the these two people have, you know, both the I'm sure enthusiastically support this, you know, deranged civil war on the Dnieper, which bears no resemblance it's at not all a to civil American, war. which Sorry. bears no resemblance at all to any kind of American interests. And the only thing it seems to have done for Eastern Europe is just uh you know 500,000 people and destroy a lot of shit and leave the place in, in ruins and when i look at basically the objective effect of this policy you know it's like covid like i realized that these virologists were basically you know their goal was to protect us from a pandemic and you know they had no immense rea as they say in in, in the court they actually were working very hard to protect us from a pandemic. And, you know, okay, so they actually, like, you know, caused one, but that wasn't what they were trying to do. So right. uh, they should get points, right? You know, and it's like you weren't trying. Nobody was like, okay, wow, you know, the whole of more or whatever you call it didn't finish the job. We got to go and kill some more Ukrainians. We got to go devastate, you know, you know, decimate the whole holes you know but in yeah, fact holes. when i the whole holes sorry and that refers to a hairstyle yeah. you know like a mohawk thing like a crest uh you know i'm and, i'm impressed with your knowledge of the local racial slang yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i want but i want to make sure that the like, enemy of the, the whole hole, the katsap or the the moscal mm. or another word for that is that which Moscow, Moscow, uh, Moscow is, of course, a corruption of a Muscovite from the 19th century. Yeah. Or today uh, we're just calling him Russiani. But before Vlad responds, though, I yes. know that uh, the mode so far has been to talk about the anatomy of all these people and their motives and all that. And we could spend time doing that, but I think it would be much more productive to look at what exactly are going to be the effects if, let's say, Russia by hook or by crook ends up taking Ukraine. Just go from there, and it'll step okay. by step. Now that Ukraine Look. is taken, what's going to happen with China's reaction in the world and all that? Because that's really, at the end of the day, I think right. what most people will care about. Can I, can I, can I say sure. a few things? Yes. One, uh, one to Curtis. Curtis, I actually don't like D.C. elites either. I There's a reason I don't live there. Um uh, and it, it, all these people are much worse than they were 25 years ago. The the decline of American elites in Washington, and I, we say elites like in, in the sense of regime apparatchiks, apparatchiks, right? The nomenclatura. The nomenclatura, the people who run the regime. That Navy yeah. guy is probably like within the field of competency of Navy guys. He's probably 
as good as his forefather, literally probably his father served in the Navy and his grandfather also, the, the Navy guys are still good at what they do, whereas the Washington uh, oh, yeah. elite tech 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 uh, uh, apparatchiks, they're much debased from 30 years ago. The quality of these people has notably declined. On this, I mean, I look at these people and I and I watch them and I'm up close and I'm nominally yeah. a part of the gang. Uh, but they're they are by any estimation and by any measurement much worse. Oh and yeah, and right I remember I remember seeing as a as a kid kind of the quality of like my father's generation at State Department. Right. Uh, you know, and I don't feel like the people at State are of that quality today. I feel like basically one of the things 100%. that's caused that change is that you know there's been a steady erosion of these meritocratic mechanisms. And the hundred like, percent. Why this is true, we don't like. It's a, we can go into an entire hour-long conversation about the decline of America uh, yeah. as a power and a, a sorting mechanisms and meritocracy. I mean, like the yeah. decadence is real. Like the the stupidity is real, and the lack of quality compared to twenty five years ago is real. This is not something. Yeah. I don't particularly. I mean, like, I mean, they're, they're good at what they do, but they're not as good as. They were 25 years ago. But these are the people that we have. Like, these are the people we're dealing with right now. So with these people we're dealing with right now, I want to go back to the original question. I'm going to be like one of those pit bulls that just, like, charges at you and just, like, keeps you in my grip. What's going to happen? What's going to happen with the with the emboldening of the enemies like China, for instance, you know, like, that's the thing. That's a selfish part of the Americans that I want to kind of ignite here. Because, again, why should Americans care about Ukraine or Ukrainians, you know, like? You know, who cares? The point is, is that how the, is this? Can I just yes. make the rah, rah, rah version? I'm sure. going to give you visual ideology, which I actually do believe. I do believe that this is a, a fight for democracy and a fight for liberalism and against revisionist powers. We're trying to take our precious bodily fluids. I really mm-hmm. believe this. I mean, like, this is... Yeah. Uh, 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 I, 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 see, I see that Curtis is nodding, yeah. Curtis, like you know, yeah. I, I no, but even but even if it wasn't, because I know that Curtis has a lot to say on that not being the case. So I want to avoid right. that for now. I want to go back to the emboldening yeah, of the enemies, because again, people are selfish and they care about more whether China is going to be able to do some bad shit to America if it's emboldened enough by Russia winning in this war. So Curtis, curious, what you think about that? What what Curtis I mean, is, I'm curious as to as to what bad shit you mean. Like, could you go into more detail? Sure. About for example, getting into Chinese. Uh, yeah, are they going, 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 into Ty- take going, into, going into Taiwan, being much more of an influence on what's going on in Europe, where Europe's going to look at America and say, oh, these right. are a bunch of weaklings now. I guess we have no choice but to submit to our new Chinese overlords. Now, I'm not and saying what that, that's, that is going overlords, to... What with the, so, okay, so first of all, first of all, you know, you know, Taiwan. Now, you know, as you know, Taiwan's, I mean, uh, you know, today it's called Taiwan, but it was originally known as eastern missouri and so it's actually we know taiwan to be part of america taiwan has always been american and and you know the feeling if if taiwan is taken if you know basically every american if taiwan falls they'll feel the way ukrainians feel about bakhmut you know they'll feel like like today we're like taiwan holds taiwan holds and if taiwan falls you know every american deep in their blood will be like Taiwan is American. Taiwan is part of America. TSMC is really an American company. We must take them back. We must reconquer Taiwan because if Taiwan falls, you know what the next next island between Taiwan and the United States is? It's Hawaii. 
it's Hawaii. And Hawaii is America. I've been American since the 1890s. Very American place. Uh, this whole Kill Howley Day, totally a myth. And after Taiwan, there's nothing until Catalina Island. The Chinese will take Catalina. They'll turn it into a new Hong Kong, a free port. You know, not even a free port, a controlled port off the coast of L.A. They'll set up, they'll do an opium war in reverse. They'll set up their fentanyl factories on Catalina. It'll be churning out fentanyl on Catalina, you know, and they'll actually take downtown L.A. Yeah. And they'll establish extraterritoriality over that. So right. all of A's Skid Row, what is now Skid Row, will come under the rule of the People's Liberation Army. And you'll have those Chinese soldiers there with their white gloves, you know, the white gloves they wear, you know, and they'll be like directing traffic and they'll be like, and, you know, very, very racist, like, you know, anything involving Chinese and blacks is inherently funny, right? And, and you know, we'll have all of these interactions, right? Think about what will happen to the Lakers. Okay, the Lakers, you know, when there's, when the Chinese turn Catalina into a reverse Hong Kong, all right, you know, like, I think, you know, aren't they going to want a Chinese player or two on the Lakers? Right. You know, they probably have a new crowd of Yao Ming's they're breeding up. They'll bring Jeremy Lin out of retirement. And, you know, the Lakers today, you know, there's this amazing team. Right. I mean, the Lakers are an American institution and China is going to bring them down, you know. And so I think that's what we have to fear from from the imperial ambitions of, of Xi Jinping, the belt and road. You know, that belt, that belt is going to end up somewhere in Ventura County. OK, so that's, like, that's you know, a, that was a beautiful monologue. Yeah, All right, Vlad, Vlad, now you're a counter uh, to, right. uh, yeah, or, or, or just just as serious as Curtis was. What is your counter to uh, what, what we should very fear from, himself, as he should from, be from China I mean, here. You should take that on the road. You should take that show on the road. I'd pay good money for I'd pay good money. People should pay good money to watch you. Talk about the thing should pay good money, but uh, sorry, go on. You know, he has money actually. Yeah, uh, you know, he has I'm money, not, not for this. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you wouldn't do well in the world to get on the propaganda, the, the Chinese propaganda train. You would do, yeah, better the Chinese not to propaganda do. is terrible. No, no, they should Correct. hire like, like, they should, they, I mean, actually, Russian foreign propaganda is terrible, but like, Chinese it's so foreign funny, propaganda it's so funny, it's a whole nother level this. of terrible. They're just like, America is treating Taiwan like George Floyd. You know, and I'm just like, I don't yeah. even know what to do with that, right? You know, like I, I mean, we, I mean, I could, I could give you a quick we, example. Are we forcing Taiwan to eat their own fentanyl, like in the back of the, or like look US at Vancouver, look at Vancouver, like, but, you know, like. I well, look at Vancouver, right? for instance. There was a story sure. recently about this Vancouver hospital, how this lady went there with depression, and the doctor there uh, recommended her to do the uh, MAID program. And for those who don't know, that's the assisted yeah. uh, suicide program. When I see and? that, I see a little bit of Maoist China starting to creep in to... Uh, do you think that's actually Trudeau's... a Chinese program? Do you think that the okay. Chinese are actually, like, we're actually going to just convince all the Canadians... To do made, and then we're going to take over that rich, rich Vancouver real estate. I think there's going to be a, a like, lot more of this lack of respect I mean, for these humanity. Are just like, lack. I mean, these are like, I yeah, I don't. I think that Un you know, under a Chinese I dictatorship, that, I think that I think that made. I don't see any anything like made in China, right? And I feel like actually, when you talk about okay, wow, the Chinese are going to like take over like you know western europe like you know you know paris syndrome if you heard the phrase paris syndrome uh it's something that happens to chinese people when they go to paris yes and, and realize that it's actually a third world country in many respects you know so imagine if the parts chinese like parts of it yeah, parts, parts of it and parts of it parts of it 
Yeah, Vlad lives know, there. And, and, and Not the part I live in. Yeah, exactly. Not the part <laughs> you live in. You know, segregation is good. We all know this, right? You know, and and they in Europe, they do segregation much better because they actually, you know, um, put the underclass in the shitty real estate and and the and kept the good old old cities for themselves right, that's right but that's imagine right. you know imagine okay china gained some influence in paris suddenly they're like hey you know what we can cure paris syndrome we can fix this right we can treat the banlieues the way we've treated the uyghurs and they're basically like you know right, we don't want that we we don't want that um, okay. Why, why so don't let me that? let me let me try let me try to be, be respond clear. To that. Be, say it in French, maybe. Like you know, why why you don't want that? Why it would be bad to pacify the bunlers? Uh, I I was just uh, I I I, I'm, I I risk. You buy your uh, drugs there. Admit it. You buy your drugs there. Like, come on. Let's be honest. Let's be real. That's the you one thing the Atlantic drugs. Council doesn't allow me to joke about. <laughs> <laughs> like the, they're, they're, no, no, like no, they, the, they, uh... the HR department continuously has a case open against me. They take their dope very seriously, the Atlantic Council. And seriously, Atlantic Council, uh, great institution. Like we're, uh -huh, we're yeah, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh, right, okay. right, right. Um, no, I mean, I love, I love the, I love the Atlantic Council, and I'm very, I'm very right. grateful for the, uh, the support, um, for my career. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. Uh, no, I, I am. I, I mean, and I they don't. The... And they don't want to think anyone at the Atlantic Council is on crack because, uh, you know, they're. I'm on I mean, less crack. I'm on far less crack than than Hunter Biden. Than anyone else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the problem is, if you just look objectively at the Atlantic Council, it seems that they would be on crack. And then there's this whole association: the Ukraine, Hunter Biden cocaine in the white house all this stuff and so you know it's just kind of like no, right? it's, it's too not... close to home it's just too close to home i mean go on, uh, go on, go on, okay go on. uh again without without making jokes which would destroy my career make, please, you know whatever please, please, i mean please. to the extent that i a little bit kind of I don't. I never know how much I care about it. Like some, so one of my enemies accused me of being a striver every day. I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I, I've striver. methodically given up every opportunity thrown at me for sports, and because because I'm an honorable man, um, to the, to the extent that I I like the the State Department and the CIA bailing me out of places like Belarus when I get into trouble, mm -hmm. um, the the Atlantic Council sinecure is extremely useful. And uh, the Atlantic Council has supported my very. Do you have work. like an Atlantic Council like pass or badge? You know how in like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, like Hunter Thompson is always I... like you know pulling out his Playboy <laughs> badge, you know, and he's like, you know, when you rent a hotel room, are you know, and there's just like some hot you training chick behind the counter, are you like Atlantic Council baby? And you ever do that? Yeah, you know, uh, is, there, is there an Atlantic uh, Council discount that you get? Like, you know, from uh, Europe and you. Uh, all right, I got to um, wrangle this back in. China uh, bad. Atlantic Why? Council, wait, 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 this is the good stuff. The Atlantic okay. Council will get you into the good, into the good political conferences in in Eastern yeah. Europe if mm -hmm. that's where you want to go to. Um, I mean, has has it gotten me girls while well, I have a wife and um, uh, my right, my mistress, my um, mistress. Uh, doesn't care. My mistress doesn't mind, that I don't, doesn't yeah, mind about the wife, whatever. Anyways, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, where were we? Uh, uh, why? We why is Ch OK? Why is China and China getting much more confidence? Should Ukraine be taken over by Russia? Why is that bad? Why is that bad for the U.S.? Why, why should the Americans care? OK, why is it worth killing hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians? So your predicate is wrong. Uh, your predicate is wrong. To the extent that a, a country like Ukraine would not exist if it was not willing to fight for itself. I mean, you're you're an American, right? 
Well, the, sure. The I mean, if I and... if I convinced, you know, let's say we brainwash, you know, um, Icelanders into like just like massive like white guilt, and we basically convince them that uh, what was it? Susan Sontag said the white race is the cancer of humanity, and then we basically convince them you know, by just like nonstop Icelandic TV just becomes this like brutal narrative of death and guilt all the time, everywhere in schools, you know, Icelanders are taught from the age of five, you know, that their objective is to simply reach an age where they're actually mature enough to choose MAID. I think they're actually applying MAID to minors now in Canada, yeah. so it's not that much of a stretch. So basically, then the entire nation of Iceland votes okay, they're like, we're going to do it fine. You know, first of all, it's it's like voluntary. Icelanders are just killing themselves, you right, know, right. one, two, three, a hundred at a time. Okay, out okay, of first of all, I, I, finally, finally, yeah. the whole nation of Iceland votes democratically Two. for mass death. And so the whole country commits suicide. But they're not going to do that. They're pleasure-loving people. Yeah, and nobody would say nobody would say that the Ukrainians would be like, yes, let's kill five hundred thousand of our like you know young people, basically to. Um, but but something, if you don't defend yourself, dude, if you do not defend yourself, you don't have to have a country. I yes, I think that the Ukrainians should have worked very hard to defend themselves against Zelensky, against the American embassy, against Victoria. Again, like, and then like what? Like, what maybe the if they found what their maybe if they, in, man? What if they found their real enemies and actually defended themselves against their real enemies, maybe a lot what? more of them would be alive today. You know, I was reading in the Times basically there, recently there about the number, more of, important than the life, number of honor, the honor, number of freedom, amputations, justice, not justice, uh, yeah, justice and like a Nazi made. man, you know, I don't know, like, like honor the, and freedom. The, honor, honor and freedom, tell that to freedom. you know, are you ready to go to the movie? You know, I was. I was reading about the number of amputations. The number yes. of amputations of yes. Ukrainian limbs approaches yes. like the number of amputated limbs in France in World War One. Like you know, you just have this like you know, you know, you ever go yeah, and like you whose know, whose fault is this, my friend? Whose fault yes, is this? Yes, it's it's America's fault because America basically that's, brainwashed that's moral, them into that, the. Can I just say this without being like without being attacked? That's moral retardation of the highest mm. order moral mm. retardation of the highest order uh, you know it seems to me that you basically had a trolley problem where in yes. one side of the trolley the trolley just kept going straight and the uniform of the trolley conductor changed and on the other side of the trolley it would like destroy an entire generation of people and they're like well you know our like moral honor is you know, dishonorable to change the uniform of the conductor so that it has one logo instead of another logo and you know what was you know before the war what was you what was the ukraine's ranking as in corruption and transparency international was it below or above angola you know uh, and, and so a little bit above it was like a probably a little bit above a little bit above yeah, yeah, a little bit above Angola, Why a little bit above Angola, but not quite to the level of Ghana, right? Fine. And so you're yeah, basically taking, up to Ghana, yes. you take, you're taking this basically in order to preserve this government of motorbanks and criminals okay. and allow so, them so, can to I cut fund, in? Can you know, I cut in? Can eight I cut figures yeah, to Biden crime. Vlad's got to cut in here, yeah. All right, corruption right. stuff, you're absolutely right. And then there was a fight against corruption. And part of a fight against corruption mm -hmm. was a fight against the overlords, i.e. Moscow, using that corruption to uh, to control the country. Right. So the, the Russians are never going to allow you to get rid of your corruption and to be an independent state. 
And so in order to become a free, liberal, democratic, blah, blah, blah thing, you have to become uh, self-sufficient, mm. free, not corrupt. Free. And those things... And not, which, not taking any orders from the U.S. Embassy and stuff. What kind of orders, embassy, but what kind of orders are we talking about exactly? Um, uh, remember, remember the speech where Biden was like... Uh, you know, I came in there and was like, I'll give you a billion dollars if you fire the yeah, prosecutor. I, like, yeah, I, <laughs> I've articles about that, you know, man. Like, like, I mean, that's orders. Come on, where's Loshevsky to this day? What is Loshevsky up to, you know? Uh, you know, no, the, the, pro the problem here, in, the problem yeah. here, guys, is that, I don't know, it seems, Curtis, like you're trying to imagine some kind of a utopia here where this never happens. Of course, every single country in the history of the universe has had some influence of some my, other my, country. My point, the, the, my well, point, hold on, real, real quick, is, though. The question, though, is as a person, as a citizen of Ukraine, let's say, what is the environment yes. that you would want to live in wherein you're That's not right. going to fear that if you say something bad about your leader, all of a sudden your family is going to be held indefinitely by the police there? Oh my you don't God. want to like, live in. You, you yeah. live in. You live in. I mean, you know. Okay. Yes. You know. I don't, Critters. I don't Russia. think you're worried. I don't think you're worried about the secret police I am worried, dragging actually. you. I, I am worried. I don't think it's going to happen. Worried. I don't think it's going to happen. Secret police here, but like, I am worried. You know. And 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 the. Did Yo, you see what happened? I agree with did you, you see that. what happened in the ending go case in Portland recently? Basically, he was physically attacked by Antifa, and then in this, you know, like clown house of a courtroom basically you know the antifa lawyer the the we call the them instead of antifa can we call them also far <laughs> we could call them out the nomen you know yeah. i don't actually even like to use the you know let's use the german word because i you know i i i hesitate i i call them uh, sweet friends in my <laughs> uh, latest post which i like you know okay. these sweet friends go into the courtroom and basically right. defend themselves in this uh, suit against this attack and the lawyer for the friends literally threatens the jurors and is like, I will remember each one of your faces. What? And 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 they get off. Right. And so, yeah, actually, like, no, this is a pretty scary country. Have you heard of a guy named Ricky Vaughn? And, you know, the the Douglas Mackey and and the uh, in jail. Well, for tweeting, well we need I, you know, we need less when of I that. was in the UK, I when I was in. When I was in the UK the other day, I was speaking to someone who's basically literally facing 14 years in prison for a joke tweet from six years ago. OK, so like basically, yeah, but, first of all, the, you know, the idea. So, you know, let me let me finish, because I'm sort of what I'm trying to do is, yes. is basically when I when I focus, people love to talk in terms of like when they talk about governments and politics, they love to talk in terms of abstractions. So they talk about freedom, democracy, you know, all building socialism. Oh, wait, that was a different one. You know, and, and yeah. basically, if we strip away these abstractions and we say, okay, you have a simple trolley problem. Either you leave the trolley on the tracks and you don't overthrow the Ukrainian government in 2014 unconstitutionally then oh, you okay. have and they then started have, firing dude they started firing oh yeah have you you've seen the investigations of that you know about the basically the snipers who were i mean oh, you know the, yeah where? oh like, yeah investigations were like it's all nonsense nah, you know like like i see motive propensive and uh, propensity and opportunity moreover you know okay. let's not forget that in january 6th 
Also, you had a murder of at least one, you know, totally unarmed, unnecessary demonstrator that legitimated. That's actually that death is used routinely to legitimate the regime. And so, you know, the point is that, you know, forget even even whether this was a legitimate government overthrow or an illegitimate regime change right. is relevant to me. You know, the point is basically when I compare like, you know, what is the result of these political effects in this country, I see that by choosing this one regime, I see that this one regime, the regime we have now, is extensively beholden to powers to its West. And I see that this regime, which is, you know, financially and politically dependent on the Western powers, um, sure. has had the result of sacrificing. I don't know, how many Ukrainians have you killed, Vladislav, or how many have been killed, like, by, you know, sort of, at the this atlantisist regime is it five hundred thousand? Is a little five hundred? It's not a million. It's not a million. It's like we haven't gotten all the way up to the six figure level. We're not in talking in Holocaust terms. You know, we're we're most like a Dessa Holocaust or whatever, uh, like a hundred mil Holocaust, right? You know, and and so you've had this enormous amount of death and destruction, and I just like to compare. And maybe you say, okay, so like, the alternative okay, so to this death and destruction would be even worse. The conductor would be wearing a different uniform. Forum. There would be a different class of crooks. You know, the thing is, you know, which come on, you know, which subway would you rather be on, uh, you know, at nine o'clock on a Monday night, the Moscow subway or the New York subway? Where would you rather be? You know, Leningrad or the Bronx? You know, it's like when people go to what I see when people go to Russia is that they basically they're like, wow, you know, I can walk around Moscow at any time of day or night. This is basically a safe country. Part, um, parts of Moscow are like really, really, really unpleasant with thugs and stuff, man. Have you ever been to like the bad parts of I, Moscow? How like, bad I, are the bad parts of Moscow? Are you going like, to get mugged? Are you going to get raped? Yeah, you know, you, like you can get really there are some really unpleasant well, beyond people. beyond the unpleasant. They're of Slavic origin. We're sure. Not, but yeah, beyond, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but here, here's the important but, thing, though. Beyond the unpleasantness and the unpleasant people, yes. what you also have is a similarity to what happened in the 1930s when you had intellectuals who went to Stalinist Russia and came back right. and said, oh, it's so wonderful. It's so great. You Meanwhile, people were scared Putin's to death. Comparing Putinist Russia to Stalinist Russia is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, we like, shouldn't we know do that. The yeah, that it's, yeah, it's, yeah, we shouldn't yeah. do that. It's clearly. utterly ridiculous. You know, yeah, and, I, and Curtis, this is the one time I agree with you. We shouldn't make those comparisons. But it, it is true that you're that that you're making kind of morally, kind of tone deaf statements, and it's on it's on par with telling the poles in 1939 just bend over and take it from the Russians, from the from the from the Soviets and the Germans. You know, let fewer people will die if you just allow them to take. Uh, over I, I believe actually that um, our you know the great predecessors of the Atlantic Council when asked whether they're guaranteed a Poland applied against the Russians. We're like, oh, no, we're, we're guaranteeing you, but we're not guaranteeing you like that. You know, so actually, I wasn't around, man. And I, wasn't and around. They, I know I'm, I believe you. I believe you. I believe it's not your fault, you know, but it, it just it reminds me of this. There's this wonderful story about the end of uh, um, World War Two or, uh, you know, it's after V-Day in England. Right. And they're having um, there's a couple of people. I think one of them is maybe uh, Lady Colfax or someone, you know, some some like famous British socialite. And she's talking to some guy and they're standing on a balcony over a huge like victory ball. And the guy says to her, well, after all, this is what we fought for. And Lady Colfax, whoever it is, is like, what are they all poles?
you know so you know i frequently ask people just to kind of put them in this sort of state of of like observing reality without the sort of bizarre ideological you know things we 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 superimpose on it i'm like world war ii right good for the jews but we can also say world war ii good for the poles and so actually you know i find the use that that western diplomacy has made of the Ukrainians actually rather similar to the use that it made of the Poles in 1939, because there's no doubt that both the Western powers and Stalin wanted that war. And in order to get that war, they essentially deceived the Poles about what they would do. So, you know, when you go back and you basically look at the way that story was told, the way that's when you when you go back and you look at the way at the primary sources and the way that story was told at the time, the Poles did not think of themselves as like a like sacrifice put in the way of the Wehrmacht, you know, in order to start the holy progressive war to save the Jews of, of World War II. That is not how they were thinking at all. The Poles no. were like, OK, when you look at our forces and compare them to the forces of Nazi Germany, um, they're somewhat weaker. They're not like insanely weaker. But also the British and the French are going to come in and basically you know, already we've we've okay. kind of won here There's because so many we've this two-front war you're, you're a brilliant on Germany. Storyteller, Curtis, you're a brilliant storyteller. Uh, you're a brilliant rhetorician. Uh, you're you're uh, I uh, only listening tell the to true you. Stories. I, you know, yeah, but yes, yeah, I love it. I, I love I'm happy it. to give. No, I'm happy to, to you give talk, you the best. I, one can listen, and and you're a, a beautiful weaver of tales, and it's amazing. But there are so tale, many fallacies in that in that worldview, man. Uh, that are fundamentally based on a lack of respect for the agency of of smaller people, the right? Poles, like the, the polls had, you know, it's not a lack of respect for agency. You know, the polls had, you know, if you look at, first of all, if you look at, you know, you know, Colonel Beck and, you know, Joseph Beck, the like Polish leader, basically, uh, what I was his party Beck, called? Yes. What was his party called? It was Pilsudski's party, essentially. Was, but the Senate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but yeah. never would have made that mistake. It was the, the sanitation party. It had this weird name, you know, and it wasn't the sanitation party, but it kind of sounds like that. And and they were, you know, first of all, you know, that was they were they were not they were nothing like pro-Semitic. They were extremely nationalistic that party yeah, they, yeah, were fine, yeah, fine, they were anti-semitic they and, 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 and the thing is hard right conservative yeah yeah like, yeah so the thing is the, right. the point is not that they had you know no agency the point is that basically you know you have this kind of the question of agency is really i mean i think it's kind of the fundamental question to basically consider here because right you know the question it's like my iceland thing you know like the iceland the icelanders in my analogy who are like genociding themselves because global warming or something they have a agency they're human they're been like you know if there's anything the 20th century proves it's that basically people can be at a population scale can be like gaslighted into like the most incredible unrealities right. yeah, yeah, correct. and when they act right. when they act within these unrealities basically to say okay you know they have agency oh wow you know the japanese chose to die for the emperor you know the icelanders chose to die to prevent global warming i'm like yeah you know these people have agency but the thing is that I think that it's actually, you know, the role of the political philosopher faced with the picture of basically the world gaslighting Iceland into committing mass suicide is to say, no, actually, like right 
must okay, but these are wrong. two different kinds Truth of problems. This is exactly this is exactly where where your clever rhetorical gambit fails. The Icelanders are stupid if they're if they're uh, given kind of doses of of uh, uh, Himmler uh, and Goebbels like propaganda to believe n n stupid bullshit uh, and to to throw themselves off a cliff like lemmings. They they are like like mm -hmm. you say lemmings right but the ukrainians or any political nation that looks around at their at their religious and say like okay well i want to live like i want to live whatever that might mean whatever you, I, let, me, let me ask, let me ask let me let yeah. me ask you a question suppose basically yes you had said to ukrainians in 2014 you're like okay here there are two optional futures this is what will happen if you overthrow the Yanukovych regime yes. and put Victoria Newland in charge, this is what will happen if you expel Victoria Newland from the country and you support Yanukovych. Hey, Ukrainian mom, Katya, Ukrainian mom, your son Mikola, uh, who is nine years old right now, will live under Yanukovych under who becomes basically a soviet proconsul you know the, yeah, the sure. okay yes they would you know it will live under but you know if we replace him with yatsenyuk or whoever you know poroshenko whoever newland put yep. in charge then Zelensky was still an actor then he will die in horrible pain with his intestines coming out of his ass uh, as he like desperately tries to crawl back into his trench what do you think katya would say to that Right. And so the thing is, basically, uh, if depends, people have, I mean, depends which. So you're like, the, I, the, the, do you have children? Wait, wait, like, I mean, I, you know, wait, like, wait, like, wait, like, like my God. Right. You, you know, this is a, the Atlanta council to... is a death cult. It's a death cult. It's okay. a cult of death. There no, is one other thing that we're kind of missing, though, which is that that but, son. What are the chances that he would have been in the army that would have been marching towards, uh, I don't know, um, Latvia Warsaw, or uh, sure. Yeah. Warsaw, whatever. The point is, is that well, I it's very it's Lat very easy to say that once, you know, Ukraine is taken, Russia is going to calm down and just mind its own fucking business. But that was never part of the plan. Right. The entire part well, of the plan, uh, you know, which is why me, I like a, like a yeah. Russia that was far more violent and evil you know, calmed down and minded its own business behind the Iron Curtain. And no, the Russian tanks did not, you know, blast through the full the gap. But here, here's and, the big difference, Curtis, Eastern, though. Here's West the big Germany. difference. The difference right. is that back then you had the KGB and the Communist Party, which were kind of competing against each other. Now we don't even have that. So back when, and I know, Vlad, you did not take kindly to the Stalinist comparison. I agree Stalin was way worse, except for one thing which is that when we're talking about the United States, sure, you right. could point out Andy No, you could also point out Kyle Rittenhouse. In your wildest dreams, would you ever have a Kyle Rittenhouse verdict like you had in the United States in Russia? And that goes back to the idea of no. what is the nature of the government that rules you? How, right. does, how does that whole thing work? And are people going to want to be in that government that, number one, 100%. it's not going to stay 100%. as it is. It's going to keep expanding because the Russian oh my people God. want it if to expand. If you can imagine the way the French, you know, uh, I think I might have said this the last time, but of course, you know, the last time the, the Russians were in Paris. Paris, yes, was obviously 1815, yes. and you know that's where the word bistro comes from. Uh, Paris, and they were ruled by that. Europeans back but then. When, Russia was a European when, power back then. Russia is still a European. No, it's power. not. They're it's and orcs. You know, yeah, and, they're pretty close the, to it. The, they're pretty fucking the, close the, to it. I'm glad. I'm glad we could get the like 
full out Ukrainian nationalist racism is the, coming out now. This is the you know, only and, way you can be racist as a member of the Atlantic Council. Yeah, yeah, is to call my orcs. own Slavic people orcs. orcs as a orcs. Slav, as a Jewish Slav, Russian yeah. Slavs fighting, uh, uh, not the Buryats, not the Buddhist Buryats, not the Muslims. It's the Slavs who are orcs. I mean, you yeah. accuse me. I mean, I mean, I'm being yeah. ironic, but whatever. Like, so Hitler was actually right. Hitler was Hitler. Hitler was actually right about the Slavs, is what you're telling us. So in any case, they're not European. I did they're not, not Aryan. say that Hitler was right about this <laughs> as a Slav. But you're not saying he no, was wrong. Any people, any as, people who were living under slavery for the uh, amount of years that the Russian were living under slavery. Uh-huh, You're going uh-huh. to have something fucked up in your head uh-huh. for a lot of people. Like Jesse Lee Peterson uh-huh. says, not all, not all, but most. And that's the thing. That's why we have Russians who are absolutely yeah, not very, about this kind of excuse. government. You know, I see, like, I'm sorry, you know, when, when like, I see, like, it's like you, know, you, you want us to go back to Tsarism? You want us to, like, I live absolutely, in the dark oh my God. The, the, I know, the I know you do. I know you do. The destruction that's why of the, I, I, I mean, I know I mean you if do. the Tsar, if the Tsar had somehow taken Paris, you guys wouldn't have some of the problems mm. you have now. Imagine, like, you know, <laughs> the Tsar on the RER. Like, imagine him, like, you know, Basically, you know, imagine exactly. imagine the czar, imagine a Romanov entering Saint-Denis yeah, that in Romanov, triumph. That Romanov was the cousin Restoring of... the graves, restoring the, the, the desecrated graves. As the, the cousin of the king of England? Of Saint-Denis. Vlad, have you been to Saint-Denis? It's a pit. I have. It's a pit. I have. Is it not it's a pit? It's a pit. It's a pit. It's not a lovely place. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a lovely place, and it could be a uh, lovely place. Well, and imagine, you know, the like church, I mean, the church where I mean, the, the, the Franco-Russian, nice. Franco-Russian. We're not talking about Russia like dominating and destroying Franks. We're talking about Franco-Russian collaboration. We're talking collaboration just means working Those people together. are dead, no, Curtis. Like, Those we're talking people about are dead. The Russians extending Curtis, a friendly, you're a beautiful, you're a beautiful fantasist. Well, we got Okay, we got it. It's alliance of equals. All right, guys, we have a lot of super chats here. I want to make sure because okay. Curtis, I know right. we got to oh, go. Like, let's, let's, we got yeah, we got to yeah, go into the super chats now. But again, yeah. I really appreciate your conversation. Hope you understood my whole point about the Kyle Rittenhouse not being the same. Yada yada yada. We didn't yeah, even get it. We get it. Even tried, but okay. No yes. All right. Here we go. He Jason. Should have given a medal. But Jason McGuire, uh, tw- uh, five A's. I don't know what A is. Vlad, the other stream you said Ukraine is going to fight for the future. Russia is fighting for the past. What then right. is China fighting for? Can I finally get some answer from you guys about China? I mean, Curtis oh. had his spiel, but Vlad, what do you uh, think my, of China? My spiel is that the Chinese, the Chinese are on a long-term march to dominate the world in, 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 with their world system, which is different from the world system that the Americans and the Europeans have and the Russians would, would imagine. Uh, it's a long-term, like, well, by long-term, I mean 100, 200, 300-year long-term project to dominate the world under their own, under their own political system. Um, it's not a good thing. Uh, there's absolutely nothing good about it, and it's not how I want to live. And you know that's why Ukrainians are fighting for a liberal democratic conception of the world. And um, if, the yeah. Chinese, the popularity, talking about agency. I know you like you'd like to deny Chinese people who are even less more subhuman than Slavs because they're come on. Eastern. No, come, I, I know you want that. to deny them. I know you want to deny them their agency, Vlad. But if you basically look at how popular the Chinese government is in China, compare. You know, the really anyone who knows how the American oh, regime, I, works, the polling on that is so yeah. great. 
Stalin was Anyone popular. Who love the polling. Love the Anyone who party understands party how the American regime works knows that the center of it is not truly the White House. The center is the Congress. And the popularity of the Congress as a whole uh, really ranges between 10 and on a good day, it reaches the lower 20s in the U.S. Whereas essentially when you look at surveys around the world and you know chinese people have no reason to lie about this like the only reason it's not oh, a stalinist yeah. country oh, the reason the reason you go to jail in china is not for yeah. like, saying something no no but to be clear though government movement they're like this is great this is working perfectly they were like, saying the china same thing made, in the gulags about stalin when they were in the fucking gulags yeah, they but were they look, were praising look stalin needed Look what was needed to make them say that uh, in the gulag. Now nothing okay. is needed. Curtis, the Chinese people are completely politicized. Mm. To you be know, clear, like, to be clear, we have not seen these auto accidents and these acts of barbarity going on in Taiwan. I want to see. They're the same I, you know, people. To tell you the truth, I want to see the Chinese. I want to see the Chinese, you know, client state in Catalina. I want to see the People's Little Liberation right. Army okay. restore order on Skid Row. Will you have a role? Coast. Will you be? Will you be a pro consul in San Francisco? I don't know that they'll need me. I think that uh, you know. Yes, if 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 you know uh, Premier Xi, like if you want if you want me to help with your like shitty foreign ministry propaganda, yes, you know I will sign the Foreign Agents Registration Act. You know uh, they don't they seem to be doing. You know the fact is, if they wanted to rule the world, they'd actually pay much more attention to having an effective foreign ministry. But, but I can I can I tell really you something, something beautiful? Yes, I, uh, read, read this. I have often conversations with Brits and Americans in the in 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 the in the analysis business, and there's always this interesting insight that comes up. the The Russians are actually pretty good at propaganda, not internally and for the and for the third world, for the South, not for the West, but they're pretty good okay. at propaganda. And the Chinese are uh, what they're really good at is mobilizing their diasporas abroad in Australia and yes, America in, in Canada. And that's so true. all the real the they're real terrible uh, propaganda. They're terrible prop their propaganda is completely terrible. But they're good at mobilizing to, for espionage and all sorts of nasty malicious things. They're very huge diasporas. So all the people in my world who, who are thinking about these things, they, they think that the, the Russians and the Chinese, if only they could become hybrids and the they, the Russians could teach the mm. Chinese good propaganda and the the Chinese could teach uh, the Russians. Are they afraid of this, or do they want it to happen? This sounds like a really new take on the yellow peril, Vlad. I, I I do not use the word yellow peril. You racist. <laughs> All right. Here, next super chat here. Next super chat yes. from a, a new way forward. Wonderful BTR patron. Nineteen ninety nine. Time to yes. break the rules. Curtis Vlad. How many honeypot hookers has the CIA send after you? Any good stories? Uh, so uh, the I, CIA I would never. I don't think they have that capability, like not since like the 40s or something. I would, I would. No, Operation Midnight Climax, that was the 60s when they were giving LSD to uh, Johns in San Francisco. I would, I would look, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, uh, talk about that. I don't, I don't think they're that creative or that uh, that amusing. No, no, they're just bureaucrats. It's terrible. They're just bureaucrats. The Russians are, are very good at this. The Russians actually love going through your porn history to figure out what kind of girl you like. 
and uh, they send they send you a honeypot based on your porn history. Did you know this, Curtis? I did not know this, but I it's talked amazing. to professionals about this. They, 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 they're people in the bunker, sitting in the bunker, and they look at like, do you like black girls? Do you like Irish girls? Do you like girls with big tits? Do you like uh, tattoos? And they they figure out what you like, and that and kind normally of you could just guess. You know, men are so degenerate that normally you could just guess and it'll be right. But like, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, no but people people have a fantasia of what they like. Yeah, 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 most men, true, most men true. have a Fantasia, and the the, the Russians send you that kind of girl. They'll actually guy. recruit. They'll actually recruit your stepsister. Mm. <laughs> Real quick, by the way, for people who don't know. For the people who don't know, Operation Midnight Climax is from Wikipedia. It was an yes. operation carried out by the CIA as a subproject of Project MK Ultra, the mind control research program begun in the 50s. It was initially uh, created by Sidney Gottlieb and placed under the direction of the Federal, Federal Bureau of Narcotics. So anyway, look this up. It's pretty interesting stuff. They were giving these Johns uh, LSD to see what's going to happen to them. And uh, anyway, let's continue on with the. Uh, but it, chat. just to finish this off, yes. I, I I once had a jocular conversation where I was I was being approached uh, uh, by someone, and I was like, "Well, mm -hmm. um, you you obviously." As, as one does, as one does. Uh, as yeah, like, I, I was yeah. like, "You obviously read the fact that I I was." Uh, uh, Googling my friend Pam Druckerman's uh, Pam Druckerman's uh, uh, New York Times article about the threesome. I don't actually want to have sex with Pam Druckerman. Could you please send a Greek girl with tattoos? Is what I said to them. Mm -hmm. um, That's an amazing. Sounds like an amazing nag. Especially was it actually Pam who was? Yeah, you know, yeah, was her stepsister. But uh, <laughs> sorry, another okay. super chat. Another super chat. Another All right, super chat, another super chat. Brett Barrett Williamson, ten dollars. Been reading Edward Ludwak. He predicts an imminent negotiation. Plus, Russia takes Donbass, leaving remaining Ukraine sovereign. Says will not be a twenty-four election issue. Do you find this credible? Hashtag Moldbug Mafia. I, I'd actually I, like to hear Vlad's take on how do how do people feel about Edward Lutwak over the Atlantic I love Council? it. I, uh, well, it's, I it's, personally it's, love Edward Lutwak. Um, I yeah. I love Edward Lutwak, and I correspond with him and I talk to him. Uh, I think uh, I, I I I'm a third of I'm a third of the man Edward Lutwak is, which makes yeah. me a giant yeah. compared to the bureaucrats and that sure. project. But when you when you bring your stepsister, like it's. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, Edward, Edward Ludwak has good information. Often he talks to a lot of people. He knows a lot of things. Uh, in this, this might be conventional wisdom. The, the Americans are really looking around for a way out to get this out of the way for the elections. Uh, the problem is that neither of the Russians nor the Ukrainians at this point want to stop fighting. But let's, let's repeat that. Neither the Russians nor the Ukrainians at this point August, whatever, tenth, eleventh, whatever we are, right. I think that uh, that their interests would be best served by by ceasing this to fight. Is, this is because the Russians are winning and the Ukrainians are like terrified of losing, and they. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. That's not that's not right. Like the Ukrainians, uh, the Russians' thinking is like, okay, we're like we already screwed up our economy. We've already paid the costs. Already uh, in the ICC docket, we're in the Hague. We're already under sanctions. Uh, there will be no sanctions relief. We we uh, we we stop doing this. There will be revolution in Russia. We will lose all our uh, our uh, credibility as a, as a police state. Surrender at all? I mean, yeah, we look, can't look afford to surrender. To, and there's no look reason what to happened surrender. to poor Kaiser Bill when he just won an armistice, right? You know, yeah. And the Ukrainians, yeah. they're 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 also thinking like, well, what happens if we if we stop? We didn't take enough territory, and if we stop, 
we give the Russians an armistice, Minsk three, they'll rearm in three, four years, and they have three and a half times the population. They'll come back with another infantry thing. Without a proper security deal on the table, the Ukrainians are like, why should we stop? We have to keep and going. Well, then the Ukrainians, the, re the Ukrainians are, to be precise, the Ukrainian regime then has to go to its people and say, hey, we killed hundreds of thousands of you. Other way around, dude. Incredible uh, experience. Wrong, wrong, wrong again. If you look at the polling, the, the Ukrainian population wants to keep fighting and the, the presidential administration actually wouldn't mind at a certain point stopping it's 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 the presidential administration that's afraid that they wouldn't be able yeah to that's right the, that's uh, right i mean that's yeah. the, that's sort of the you know like when you look at the end of world war ii in japan say like if you'd pull japanese people in july of 1945 they'd all been they would all be like we must we must commit made for the emperor basically right you know and and yeah, okay, fine. the that's, and uh, and it was actually Curtis, you're a bright man you're not always wrong that's the incredible thing about like modern techniques of managing public opinion. No, dude, that's that... the, that's what happens when fucking your women are gang raped and and two million of your of your people are sent to Russian lustration camps and then sent to Siberia. That's what happens Come when on, people man. destroy your fucking country, man. Come on, what world are you li living in? What do you, you know? You know that nobody you know, wanted to negotiate after Bucha. Like, why would you negotiate after every single town we retake? You know, we find a pile look, of corpses. Yeah. And like, you know, I've heard different things about what happened in Bucha. I don't know that I trust either side to really investigate that. I've we certainly have, seen. I've, I've seen. Uh, did you see what happened in Mariupol? Like, did I've you see seen, what happened in Mariupol, man? Like, do, do you yeah, see... they trapped the Nazis underground and then. Like, no, you know... OK, yeah. Let's leave. No, no. I, I heard. I heard. heard actually, I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard like very vivid testimony. Granted, these people were, you know, had had wound up on the Russian side. I heard very vivid, ten, you know, testimony about Azov using people as human shields there and basically okay. killing people. I, who didn't all right, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the shields. thing. Here's the like, thing. I I think that's wrong, but let's set that aside. It doesn't even matter. The the, the Russians blew up the entire town of Mariupol. They they displaced and killed two-thirds of a city the mayor of mariupol who i interviewed last year told me that he had that he had proof of twenty-seven thousand dead bodies in in mariupol but it's probably closer to 50 or 70 and it's maybe even as much as 100 it's not an open open sewer of a concentration camp right this is what the russians did the ukrainians don't want to give up and don't want to stop fighting because the russians have genocide i just like them. like like the i mean you know in a world in which they'd taken kiev in the first three days of the war like i just don't like it, it just doesn't correspond to any version of reality that i you don't see you don't dude you I, don't think there would be north north, north uh, irish style partisan warfare no, you don't think it's the 21st century like no, no like there's no, there's partisan warfare in the towns that the Russians have occupied. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The SBU is paying like freaking terrorists to go assassinate people with car bombs. That's real. The, the, are they terrorists? Or are they uh, well, terrorists I don't know. You know, are they are, are they terrorists or are they freedom fighters? As you know, right. having one man's terrorists is another man's man. freedom fighters. Yeah, they're heroes assassinating you know civilians with car bombs. All right, next next. They're super not chat. civilians. Next question. Next super chat. We have glow in the dark. 
uh, $20. I think that Ukraine won't win. In all honesty, I think Ukraine and NATO has been dancing to Russia's tune for the past year or so. I have a sense of foreboding that Ukraine is about to be beaten in a few months' time. Mark my words. Thoughts? Nah, I mean, like, beaten how? Like, are we going to nuclear we- use nuclear weapons on Ukraine? I mean, like... Uh, no, I think the Chinese I think one front or another will just get softer and softer until you're kind of pushing past defensive positions more and more aggressively. I see, like, the... Curtis, do you want front... the Russians to win? Of course. Why? Because I want the Russians to win because the effect of the of a Russian victory on the American national security state and thus on the state around it will be tremendous. And I'm an American and I want the Russians to win because then the war will be over and people will stop being killed. You're, okay, I want the Russians to win. The war is not going to be over until the Russians uh, leave, and the, the Ukrainians are go- Ukrainians are going to go into the, the Russians. Look, the Ru- the, yeah, yeah, yeah the, you know, they probably said that in Georgia too. You know, the Ukrainians are going to go to the, the Georgians are going to go to the forests in Georgia and fight. You no, know, the, the Chechens Georgians are going to go to the che- the forests in Chechnya to fight. Are Ukrainians Chechens? I don't well, think they're the, first of all, you can go to Grozny. Chechens have hung out and drunk with on our side. But here's the thing. Unlike the Chechens and the Georgians, the Ukrainians have the demographic potential to to resist. The, the Georgians mm. are three million people. Like the, it was, it's a tiny little country. It's like the size of, like what? It's the size of half of New Jersey. Uh, the, I, you the, know, the you Germans know, had the demographic graphic potential to resist after 1945. Did you see any of that? Like, I mean, it's actually like you know this sort of myth. You know, like like. The American, whole American establishment fell so completely in love with revolution in the 20th century. They just loved to sponsor revolution, to do revolutions. Sponsoring revolutions. And none of, and and there were, and all of the attempts to do this, all of the attempts to do this in communist countries just ended extremely rapidly in failure. Look at all the people that the CIA tried to parachute into the Ukraine. You know, there was a substantial. Come on, man. There was a yeah, substantial like, extent yeah, to, ha- to all that shit happened. But here's the thing: again, Ukrainians have agency about the kind of country they want to live in. And like, even even if that wasn't the case, even if that wasn't the case, why do you want the Russians to win? They're fucking genocidal fascists at this point, and it's a dictatorship. And it's not a charming dictatorship. It's like a no. It's, it's a dictatorship. Well, there's also there's also a third apparatus. thing that isn't being mentioned here, which is the yeah. strange idea even that once that, that mean, once Ukraine is. Well, like there's... remember when when remember when the Russians tried democracy? Remember the 1990s in Russia? How that work out? Right? I mean, well, like that was that was overdetermined about how how traumatized the country was and how badly they screwed up the the transition. And it was actually getting uh, getting pretty good by around the time that we left and uh, they paid off the debt. But anyway, going back to the most important part of this whole thing, though, Please. is if Russia ends up taking Ukraine. I really doubt with Putin's own words talking about how his fight is not against Ukraine, it's against NATO, and it's to retake a lot of these lost territories of the Russian Empire. And sure. that's the that was the original question of this entire stream. At what point does it get very inconvenient for the Americans as far as what's going to happen with Russia eventually going from well, one Curtis, place to another and Curtis taking more territory? We have to dissolve, sorry to interrupt. Curtis would say we have to dissolve NATO and just go home and isolate. 
Oh, that would be lovely. That would be like my my dream. If I saw that in the New York Times, just I would just like yeah, I know, I know. I would be so happy. Know. You know, like I it would be like the liberation of Europe. It would be like the end of the Soviet Union. Yeah. And my God, you know, the French that the you know on day D plus one of that, the French would realize, wow, we can we can govern ourselves. We don't have to like flood the country with Algerians and Moroccans and Congolese. We can actually make France look like France again. Yeah, but you know? they, they, and this, Paris they will look like an old French movie. That was, yeah, that was yeah. Again, again, that. we go, we go no back to the, you know, we keep going back to the. They decided to do that to themselves, and like, you know, public opinion in the 20th century and the 21st century is a product. It's a product of power. You know, you can say in my yeah, Iceland it example, it wasn't even a decision, like, man. It was just like it was a series of policy choices that just were made by inertia. And as an outcome of decolonization. Well, you know, and, like, I think fucking... if you saw the State Department cables on the subject, and we saw some of them, thanks to dear Julian Assange, who, you know, for some reason, despite uh, this uh, being a free country and everything, is rotting in jail. Uh, you know, when you read those, the cables sent by the U.S. Embassy in Paris, and basically how seriously the U.S. Embassy in Paris takes promoting, you know, uh, diversity and pride and all that great stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that you might uh, change your mind a little bit about uh, agency. And, you know, I mean, the question of like what makes soft power is still power, man. Like it's sure. still power and it still works. And it's still basically, yeah, I mean, any Frenchman of the night of, I mean, well, the 19th or 18th century, the 17th century would see basically France as an occupied country. And the fact that it isn't occupied by like Marines much. shooting no, down. Look, no, it's, look, it's this isn't little. about it's France. Like, well, okay, going look. because this is not about France, let's go back to the original thing and then go to go to the yes. other uh, super chats here. But just real quick, yes. when it comes to uh, Russia being this force that ends up going beyond Ukraine to these other areas. Let's say, Curtis, you're not correct in that we're not going to have like All this right. full so, dream, so, yeah, dream yeah, isolation. No, no, but you don't know my question yet. My question is, it has to do with money. It has to do with if we're not going to go full isolationist, then once Russia starts treading into Poland, let's say, Article 5, yes. yada, 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 things yeah, all of a sudden right. are going to get way more expensive. I would send, you know, as, as, as president, as president, I would send a clear message to Premier Putin, and my last me message would be hands off the Anglosphere. You have to stop at the channel. Okay, and that means the channel that, you know, like like not Jersey, not Guernsey, Channel Islands. I know, you know, some people say that Britain is just one of the Channel Islands. I forget who said that. Like, but no, like very, very clear, not Dover, not Dover. You have to stop. You'll, you'll send a very threatening like, letter. That is my that is my red line. My red line for Mr. Putin is the English chance. Just like Obama had a red line. I don't think that's going to work, right. Curtis. That's, that's that, right. That's, that's right. Obama also had a red hey, line. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on but to my super chest really here. Red. All right. Uh, next one over here, we have Aiden Paladin, friend of the show, $10. Democracy yes. is cringe. Read some Aristotle. Also, bring back the czar. Great convo, guys. Well, Putin, Putin is no czar. Just like that guy said, you are no he's Kennedy. No czar, yeah. I don't remember. He's no czar. He's no czar. He's no czar. He's no czar. He's like, even he if could... I was a dictatorial, like, authoritarian, like, a charismatic madman such as yourself who wanted a dark czar. He's not a dark czar. He's a sad. I want a light old... czar. I want a light czar. And and I think that. Yeah. And and you know I think that Putin in some ways first of all he has a problem. He doesn't have a clear air, which is a serious problem for Russia. And and I think that if Putin could sort of see his way to becoming the uh, autocrat of all the Russias. How do you say autocrat of all the Russias in Russian, uh, Vlad? 
автократ всех русских, автократ всех русских. Yeah, it it's translated in English. You should read okay, it. Day of okay. Aprichniki by I. I review. I reviewed it in the book forum like eight years ago. Uh, I, I will. No, I will it was, a, it, was it, a, yeah. a. It was a blueprint for what happens when Russia returns to to Tsarism, and they're like, there's a new Aprichniki, the yeah, return to the yeah, Tsarist yeah. guards. Yeah, I mean, oh it was God. a dark fantasia, oh man. But it's I mean, in a, in a way, you know, in an evil, in an evil way, I can I understand the aesthetics. Being an astate, I understand the aesthetics. Light, light is found in problems. the darkness. Dark, you know. The thing is, you know, I'm actually white pilled by being so black pilled that the black is so dark mm. that it actually begins to glow. Uh, and, oh, and like, we have another super. It's not a super chat, but this guy's actually from Ukraine. I think he's physically in Ukraine right now, and he cannot send super chats. But it's Jerry Mack, friend of the show, who writes: Yarvin be, being absolutely unaware that most members of the FSB, Russian Security Council, and Kremlin hate the Albion on the channel much more than NATO or the U.S. Hundred yeah. percent. Let them hate so long as they fear. <laughs> All right, okay. next next super Fine. chat. We're almost done here, guys. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie, I will defend Albion. Fucked up though it may be. Yeah, everybody, read Damn. that read that book, uh, Albion Seed. It's really good. Uh, yeah. Donnie Dewitt, nineteen ninety nine, Gray Mirror sub here. Mister Yarvin, can you expand on your idea of an integrated oracle and how it and LLMs can be used effectively in a neo cameraless system slash bit Zion? It can be used mm -hmm. to avoid the CEO being oligarchied. I don't believe that LLMs can be used effectively in governance. Like, no, like they're just, you know, I, I mean, you know, you know, the thing is that, you know, people imagine like, you know, large language models taking over the world. And then they're like, well, but we haven't quite solved this like hallucination problem. Right. And I'm like, you know, like, um, I mean, I can say plenty of good things about LSD, you know, whatever. But like, you know, it just. LSD and political science just don't mix. And when you're being governed by hallucinations, I think it's time to rely on mere humans and hopefully uh, sober yeah, humans. Don't do, do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs and govern, kids. Don't do drugs and govern. Yeah, I know. It's like operating heavy machinery, but we can't trust LLMs yeah. to operate heavy machinery. Where's my self-driving car? So, right. like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, it's so ironic, though. We, agree. Curtis, yeah. no. we don't disagree, all, Curtis, we don't disagree at all on, certain, on the subject. Yeah. On certain first principles, yes. we agree. Yes. Well, J Joe Rogan's the guy who wants everybody, like all the politicians, to do mushrooms. But anyway, James G. For but not while governing. Sorry, yeah. go on. Jo but, not yeah. while. Before J or after. Before or after. J James G. James G. 499, Curtis from your convos. Do you see any hope for Mr. Navy guy uh, and flyover state Americans to get wise and effectively stand up for their interests or nah? I think that uh, there needs to be a general – I was about to say massacre, but I, I was afraid that people might take me literally. I think that there needs to be a general purge, purge of purge, – yeah. purge, purge is a good word right. – of the cucks that are dripping poison into these people's ears. I basically – yes, Navy guy has agency like the Ukrainians. 
But the thing is, you know, man is helpless before the powers of Madison Avenue. Like wow. man is a creature designed to be led. And when he does lemming shit, I don't say, oh, he has agency, so he should be doing lemming shit. I, you know, somewhere out there, there's always a Pied Piper of Hamelin that, you know, is leading him to his ruin. And all of these Pied Pipers need to just be gotten off the air by, um, in favor of reasonable persons such as myself. Utopia. Okay. Utopia. Utopia. Wait, wait, Utopia, who is this? I... Who is this Navy guy for the people who don't know? He was, he was, he was just someone I met at a wedding who is just a classic, um, moderate Republican, we might say. There we go. And... Got, watch the beginning of the stream for all those who do not know. It's a wonderful story. So anyway, we had two left here. Peter Juvenal, $2. How does Please. Vlad think, how does Vlad think Ukraine can even win? Okay, I so, think uh, I want more than two dollars for that one. The yeah, that's like a, that's a two hundred dollar question. So the, like there there are multiple two thousand dollar question, two million dollar question. There are <laughs> look there are multiple ways that it could happen. Uh, the most likely scenario is that it just makes life so unpleasant for the Russian oligarchs around Putin that they take him aside and they say you have to you have to like we're we're going to shoot you unless you announce. Uh, in December 24, that you're not running for re-election. And how would how would they do? How would they do that? Um, like it, it just has to be so unpleasant. The other you're not giving any details, uh, like terrorism, like you know, oh, freedom no, no, fighting. This sorry. would be an, no, no, no. This would be an intra-elite coup inside the Russian mm -hmm. government. The, the only mm -hmm. like the, the, there's not going to be a, a, a street revolution. Is not going to be unless there's a total collapse of the Russian army, which is not. It's, not, it's highly improbable at this point, but not impossible that there would be 1917-style collapse of the Russian army. That's, give us an update, Vlad. Give us an update on Wagner. What are they doing up there in Belarus? Are they uh, going to invade? They're, they're, you know, Kiev, are they going to invade the Poland? Going to attack they're making Denmark? Problems on the border. They're they're trying to uh, create. They're, they're trying to create problems uh, on the on that flank to to make to distract attention and and maybe get the Ukrainians involved. Uh, in in the war against um, Belarus, yeah, so as to get the Belarus army in there and 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 divide the Ukrainian troops, and it's it's like a divide operation. It's yeah. like it's to scare the Poles, to scare the Lithuanians, to scare sure. the uh, local population in Belarus to back uh, Lukashenko. It, it's to make the Ukrainians reinforce the lines. They have twenty five, thirty thousand troops up there on the border with Belarus. Those are guys and ladies who are not in useful sectors of the front. So, like, they, they, they do all sorts of things. There's 5,000 of them. They're kind of scary. It's two battalions worth of guys. Uh, if they infiltrate Poland, that, that's a problem for Poland. So th that, that's the answer. But just to get back to the... Uh, how I also ends. want Wagner. Wagner needs to stop at the channel. So just, hey, Wagner, if you're listening, like, you know, don't <laughs> don't mess with Dover. But sorry, Don't mess on. with Dover. Uh, okay, so... Um, Best case scenario for uh, for the counteroffensive of the Ukrainians, which isn't happening yet, is that the Ukrainians are now bombarding Russian uh, missile systems. They're attriting, that's a verb now, the, the, the logistics. They're blowing up uh, train tracks. They're blowing up uh, warehouses, uh, you know, uh, barracks, that kind of stuff. They destroy enough of the Russian artillery that the Russian artillery support gets very soft they can break through in a couple of places in the front line they can get a beachhead going they can get behind uh russian lines get to the 
get uh, take over Mil- Melitopol, uh, cut off the uh, Russian army in the south, uh, besiege uh, Mariupol without going full in, uh, make uh, uh, the morale on the Russian side is very bad, make the lines of the Russian army collapse like they did in 1917, mm-hmm. make them flee back into Russia. And then, and then they're going to drive. They're going to drive. They're going to drive on the um, the Caucasus. You know the way the way Hitler did in in forty two. They're going to probably not going to happen. Mount, they're going to send Alpine troops to put yeah, a flag you. That's in not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I know. I know what you're doing here. I see what you're. Doing. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. But I'm telling you, like I'm being. I'm I'm giving you the best yes. case scenario, yes. which at this point is like a 15 percent scenario, which is not to say that I believe that it's going to happen. I'm 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 giving you different outcomes, right? Right. Uh, most likely, most likely, and is uh, if I if I was going to take my Patriot hat off and I just got off the plane from Greece and that's why I'm mm-hmm. still wearing my beach clothes. If I was going to take my Patriot hat off. Incredibly uh, based. I'd be based. No, you just the, the attire is incredibly based. You know, it's very I, I just the dandy the dandy stuff. It's real. It's not. You're not just saying you're a dandy. You're no, really no, no, no. I, no, I just I I uh, I just are those flamingos on your shirt? Those are flamingos, right? <laughs> yeah, those are flamingos actually, on my shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just came off the beach, man. Yeah, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm wearing. Awesome. I've got my espadrilles, man. I've got espadrilles. I just literally. I flew yeah. in. I flew in from Greece, like literally right. one hour ago. This is the life of the modern Atlantic Council war correspondent. You go straight from the beach to the front. That's you're gonna right. be at the. You're gonna be at the zero. You're gonna be at the zero line, right? In in three days, you're gonna be like days, yeah. body armor. Two days, you're you're actually going up to the zero line. That's amazing. Uh, uh, my wife's gonna watch this. My mother. My mother. I have to lie to my mother and my wife about my whereabouts. Once right, I lie to my partying, mother, you're just gonna be partying and banging whores in Kiev, right? Okay, that's uh, <laughs> my my already, mother once found. You've already out where established I that neither CNN. your wife nor your mistress nor I guess your mother cares about this. My so, my like... uh, my my uh, my uh, uh, my mistress. I don't have a mistress. Uh, my dear, if uh-huh. you're watching this. I don't uh-huh. have a mistress. My uh-huh. wife and my mommy once found out where I was because I was on CNN and they both called each other and they both uh-huh. called me to scream at me. And so I have to, I have to lie to you both my You can turn mother. on the find friends thing. Uh, so share location on your, uh, does that work on the zero line or yeah. electronic worker? No, it doesn't. It? I, <laughs> I turn off my phone on the zero line so the Russians can't bomb me. They, um, That's probably pretty, uh, you know, yeah, fine. I mean, they, with all due respect. Okay, we Russians, got the last I'm super chat here. Please, person, last one. But, yeah. Okay, last super chat. Uh, glow in the dark, five dollars. How can it be genocide when Russia is supposedly losing more people? Twenty Russians die for every half Ukrainian. Wouldn't it be suicide? Mm. Mm. Well, I 20, mean, like that's just a silly. Yeah. That's just a silly <laughs> legalistic question. I mean, is it genocide by the, by the standards of the conventions? Yeah, there's there there are lawyers who a lot of lawyers mm. who say it is that they're trying to destroy a a nationality and I a nation, believe that to... if you believe that 20 russians die for every every ukrainian i don't uh, even i don't believe I've got, that. I've got a ukrainian so... gas company to sell you you know but uh, <laughs> 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 it's, pro- it's probably like it, let's be honest uh, uh jocularity side it's probably five to three or something like that i mean the it's if only it was 20 to one I mean, that, that would be do you, do, do you ever do you do any business when you're over there vlad do you uh, like any um you know like 
kind of stuff you help I, you know, I don't know with, with things like <laughs> <laughs> what is this business i don't what know what business, business you know seriously first of all that's your I, cousin like he's not you know uh, he doesn't know you you know you know you're never on the uh, conference but, call. But, but i'm a public intellectual what are you talking uh-huh. about business yeah mm-hmm. do, yeah, do, yeah. do I, would you ask my friend bernard on levy if he does business no we don't <laughs> well my friend uh, yeah i mean it's just i mean everybody's got to eat you know like but yeah i know, i look i do consulting and i i'll, I'll tell consulting. you honestly, i do consulting and i do mm-hmm. i do uh, uh i do fun economic intelligence i look at the stuff mm-hmm. i do due diligence uh is that corporate espionage no i do i do fun stuff it's due diligence yeah 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 that's good that's uh good. That's i good. i Lutwak and i try to run guns to ukraine and they're like he, he was awesome. like uh yeah is that business that's definitely business it's import export <laughs> you know you buy some things you sell some things you get some uh, stuff going I, I, yeah, 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 you know yeah. i got all fingers in a lot of yeah. you know yeah 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 if yeah, there's a if there's one final thing i wanted to ask you guys is with yeah. the biden administration right now i recall there was some angry letter that aoc and the rest of the geek squad wrote to the administration being against uh, funding ukraine and I wonder, because now they've kind of calmed down on that, do you think that that's because the Biden administration has given the left certain concessions, certain goodies in uh, in exchange for them kind of like letting uh, letting go of the uh, Ukraine situation and not really hampering? It's not a me. stupid question. That's yeah, not what, a stupid what question. Are the, what are these goodies? Like, what's the... Uh... What's the status? What's the, Vlad, Vlad, what's the current status in the Ukraine? What's the current status Ukraine. of... If, of of underage uh, sex sex changes in um in in Ukraine, like, can uh, you get one? How old do you have you, to be? Can I can I tell can you something? Can be I'm eight, gonna, nine, can I, can I be can I be half jocular and half serious for one second? I think it's I, very I, the, the values. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll show you my espadrille again. Like yeah. I have flamingos and an espadrille. Amazing. Um and Amazing. and the and the straw hat. Amazing. I literally yeah. I literally was I literally was at Patrick Lefermer's villa this morning. Oh my and god. Now, uh, in Cardimili, in the south of the money, and uh, from Kalamata to Athens, Athens to Paris, Paris to Warsaw. I'm I'm here now with you. I'm going to be writing the entire night. I'm actually having breakfast with my friend Jason Stanley in the morning. Do you, mm. do, you, do you know my friend Jason Stanley? No, it's a uh, journalist. Is he? Uh... Oh no, he's he's a he's a philosopher. Anyways, oh, um, uh, uh, he's a, he, he's in Yale. He writes about fascism. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, pro or he, con? Pro pro or con? He thinks um, he thinks it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um uh he he dislikes it so uh uh what was i saying uh what was i saying I well i was talking about biden administration yeah. not being kind of slow when it comes to the supply of weapons and i wonder if that's because the, uh, of the left wait, wait, curtis wanted to know about the hookers what was it the... yeah 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 no no i what did i want no i i'm like um yeah no get, sex finish, 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 uh, sex yeah. so sex here's, here's what i was saying the Ukrainians very prudently made a transgender American uh, uh, Twitter uh, personality the spokesman of the army, and it was a very, very oh, prudent that's right. thing. That's Do you know right. about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bag, very bag, clever. Baghdad, Roberta. Yeah, you know. It's, the... <laughs> very, it's incredibly clever, isn't it? 
Yeah, but is, clever for but but clever for who though? Like the people who are gonna be supporting Ukraine right now? Are you saying that they're supporting Ukraine because there's this transgender person that's at the head of uh, this whole thing? Like that's what confused me because for a lot of people they tend to use that as the negative side, showing that oh, like Ukraine is like all woke and stuff. So it makes me wonder: is that really it's clever? It's not. In fact, we have that... to lie about we have to lie about it being more woke than it is. It's totally it's totally like traditional conservative. Yeah, but why would that? There's no politics there. Everyone. Yeah, but but why would that actually? Why would that work? Because look at what's happening with Bud Light. No, it's external propaganda. It's not for internal consumption. Mm. It's for the MSNB watchers uh, watching at home. It's clever because we have to continuously write these articles like the Ukrainian army is LGBT friendly, which I wish it was. It's not. Um, My wife's actually. My wife's Ukrainian. Uh, French Your wife producer. is actually LGBT, right? And, and, My wife and... is actually making a film right now about uh, a LGBT uh, uh, lieutenant colonel in in the Ukrainian army. Do they have all whole LGBT units? Like you know, it seems like no, if you no, wanted, they're not. Like, you, you wouldn't want to like combine that or just hun- like L no. units, G units, B units, and T units. No, we do like, not. We do not. We do not have like, that yet. Know, that would be. That, that would, would be, be amazing. Amazing. as a as glass cake. Yeah. And then my... pre op versus post op. Like the the spokesperson is, is are they pre op or post op or can't you tell you know under the under the the clothes? Any kind of answer to this will lead to uh, social hysteria, which needs okay. to be avoided. Okay. All I all I will say is that I that I respect this person immensely for having been on the front and having mm-hmm. been injured and having fought. And this person is, uh, of course, a patriot and uh, doing good work. Uh, uh, but uh, the ironical part of me, which is the honest part, would say that the Ukrainian army uh, and high command is not stupid when they send this person to be their spokesman. Say something about uh, Gonzalo Lira. Shout out to Gonzalo Lira. Who? Coach Redpill. Do you remember the the uh, he was an American in the Ukraine and he was uh, broadcasting anti-Ukrainian propaganda and he was arrested by the SBU and then he tried to reach the border and he sent out some tweets and it was like oh and then I don't know I don't know anything about this story I'm sorry I'd love if it could... if you could if you could find Gonzalo and maybe bring him on the next you know in in wartime all sorts of uh, internal enemies uh, under mm. martial law get mm. martial law you know yeah. but just uh okay just real quick over here glass cake who's yeah. a friend of the show says the woke crowd don't care about ukraine and that's the other thing here i don't know if this is a yeah, great trade-off like you, all the time that is put into showing like how woke a lot of the ukrainian troops are what may end up happening is you may end up having that be used against you where the people look at the war effort and say, why would I align myself with global homo and all of that stuff? And that way you end up actually losing a lot more potential allies. Whereas, whereas if you spoke to these people and you told them about, um, what I've been calling the Ukrainian wheel of democracy, uh, you know, um, AKA, uh, the sun and rod, the, uh, I think that you could actually, you know, Really, I mean, they should be trying to get more support from the Bronze Age perfect crowd, basically for Azov and you know all these people with their. Um, they would love. You know, Bronze Age perfect would love the Azov cock. 
I mean, I like... think he loves actually both sides, you know. But the uh, I think yeah. he loves Wagner as well. Yeah, uh, you know, they're all Slavic brothers. <laughs> Curtis, really, do you think you know... I can get to Bap on uh, break the rules? What do you think? Do you very think he'd hard, want to come on? Hard. He doesn't. He what? doesn't face. He doesn't face docs. He doesn't face. No, docs. we don't have to face mm-hmm. docs. He could just like use his uh, nudist bodybuilder avatar, and that should be uh, fine. He could even voice doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could even voice uh, what he could modulate like a uh, zero HP does. But anyway, we do have one final super chat though. While we were talking, well, okay, two. Real Real quick, Donnie DeWitt, 499, finished reading Charles Fitzhook's two books. It's very amusing how similar he is to Kurt's take on John Ruskin. Do all governments end in people equals assets? And then final one, John Wolf, 20 euros. Will Yarvin put out a guidebook on how his ideology can become real life? That said, guys, no more super chats. Thank you very much. Uh, Please, any, yeah. any responses Curtis, to that? Uh, I think he means George Fitzhugh on the, on, uh, for the first very amusing 19th century writer George Fitzhugh, highly okay. recommended, sort of the Hunter S. Thompson of the Confederacy. Um, and the answer to the second question is yes. All right. And before we Good. go, be, before we go, guys, I also have a substack, levslens.com. Here is the link to my latest article called Elon's Mark of the Beast, how online tribal <laughs> identification and reactionary yes. contrarianism perpetuates animalistic ignorance. It talks about Elon animalistic Musk, ignorance. animalistic wow. ignorance, exactly, the NPC mentality. Guys, check it out. It's really good. I think you're going to be impressed. And patreon.com slash break the rules. Become a patron today. Recently, there was a great event with Jason Reziger Johnny, uh, around the uh, Dime Square scene, which uh, Curtis, you're very mm. familiar with, and we're going to be having a lot mm. more of those events. I hope that both of you guys get to come down there in October and do a live event in New York City. But if okay. you guys Let's become Hell yeah. If you guys become $20 patrons, you are going to get VIP access to meet these two wonderful... Well, if you guys are right with it, to meet these two wonderful people before yeah, the show good. starts, uh, as well as October. other guests. Yeah, October, as well as yeah. other guests that we're going to have. I, I'm in Morocco, uh, I think the 16th to the 23rd, and then... Uh, uh, I was planning on being in the East Coast in the Boston area around the start of October, so... Uh, start of October is possible. Mm-hmm. Start of October, mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. second week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be back mm-hmm. from the front. I'll be nicely toasted. Assuming, assuming you uh, you survive, of course. Yeah. Yeah. God's on my side, right? God's first. on your side. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, thank you very much, everyone. You can find my Substack at graymirror.substack.com. That's gray with an A, the American way. Excellent. And uh, Vlad? Thank you. Uh, thank you, gents. Uh, always a lot of fun. Uh, Curtis, we do agree on some things. We don't agree on other things. We agree that we must meet in person and drink heavily. Absolutely. And they got alcohol lot. there. Yeah. They got alcohol. So uh, you guys yeah. are in love. Gents, buy my book from Odessa with love. I have a new book. Uh, literally, my next book is called The Birth of a Political Nation, Jews and Ukrainians, How Much They Love Each Other. Uh, uh, you think I'm I, hope it, I, I hope it has the Ukrainian Wheel of Democracy on the cover. Uh, but, it uh, actually it has uh, it has a wonderful painting of a Jew on a tricycle by my friend of of uh, of blessed memory Alexander Reutberg, who died at the age of fifty nine, uh, who's a great, a wonderful Jew and a wonderful Ukrainian nationalist who died two years ago um, uh, of COVID and liver failure because he lived a great life, uh, a great wonderful life, and. Uh, the birth of a political nation you can get it out from columbia university press and ibidim verlog it's out on amazon um i look if you die to if you die with miles still on your liver have you really lived all Correct. right guys um right. uh wonder, wonderful show and Thanks. i'll catch you next time
Thank you, bye Curtis. Bye-bye. Bye. Make sure to like, subscribe, click the bell, all that good stuff. Check you guys later.